0: Everybody, welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast, and I am Gene, and we've got Jason back with us.
1: Hello, folks. per
0: usual, and Jason, <laughs> um, here we are again. We are at podcast number. This should be number sixteen, if I'm yes. not. Actually, this will be number seventeen.
1: Seventeen total, not seventeen with me, but yeah.
0: No, seventeen for the podcast right. for the um, Talk of the Now podcast. Maybe one day I'll have you on to uh, help me do an interview with somebody, Mm. or something like that. Or maybe, maybe you'll do an interview and you'll just pass me on the uh, and all I all I'll have to do is upload it to the uh, site.
1: True, true. We could have a talk of the talk of the now network, Gene. There we go. T O N T O N. I'm
0: waiting waiting on you to get the. um,
1: Oh no, T N N. Oh my gosh, you can bring back T N N Talk of the Now Network.
0: Yes. (laughs) The national network is probably still a uh, copy on that.
1: No, no, no. We can't copyright letters. Alf, um,
0: Ralph Emery's. Uh,
1: I mean, so what if, you know, so what if I want to bring back, what's his name? The puppet. What was his name? Man, there and, are shotgun red. I want to bring back shotgun red.
0: Jason, if there's a hundred thousand people <laughs> listening right now, I bet four of them know who it's
1: somewhere. Somewhere I have a shotgun red doll that my aunt then got me way back in like the late eighties when they went to Nashville. So
0: no kidding. Yeah. I can remember as a boy watching that with my parents. And even back then I was thinking to myself, this is just good old fashioned, wholesome TV. Ralph Emery. And I can't remember his co-host name back then.
1: Oh, what is, I don't remember.
0: I think Ralph's, um, I believe he's a rest in peace. I think he may have passed away recently. He
1: did. He did.
0: Yeah. He's an old, He's kind of an old guard of uh, the um, entertainment landscape, if you will. Yep. I mean, I don't kn- don't know much about his personal life at all, but he kind of seemed like he was more of one of the good guys that were back in the.
1: Yeah, who knows? Know. I would think so. Yeah, he's <clears throat> of the the Porter Wagner generation back in the day. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You well, know, one of the most um, surreal things that come to my mind is uh, when you watch the old um, Oscar. I think it was the Oscar footage. I think it was from either the late 70s or early 80s. And you got um, Burt Reynolds and uh, what's his um, buddy's name that played the, in the bandit? Um, Jerry Lee? No, not Jerry Lee. Jerry. <laughs> um, gosh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed. I knew it wasn't Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm just Jerry Reed. Could not come to my mind. But then they were like doing this whole charade comedy bit thing and I was just like I don't even know if I don't even know if they would be remotely popular if they had that sort of movie out now.
1: I know uh, it's kind of one of those ones I'm surprised I haven't done a re- reboot of.
0: Yeah I'm sure it's in the uh you somebody's say, got it. somebody's got it. somebody's got it up in the closet collecting dust and just like well you know I just still need to do the uh reboot of what's happening now. So I gotta get around mm, to that.
1: And yeah that's right. Raj and rerun. Yeah. <laughs> dude.
0: Then I got to go do the reboot of uh, Oh, uh which 80s flick have I not redone? Oh, yeah. The Breakfast Club. It's right in front of that one.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, t- Jason. To touch. To <sighs> don't let's not tell them to touch John Hughes films. Oh, no, man. You know, they want to get it. But there's not been one of those yet. And I don't think there will be.
0: You know, they want to do Home Alone so bad. They can't stand it.
1: Or Ferris Bueller's Day Off again.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Maybe they could do a Fer- Ferris Bueller's um, Day Off at the... uh nursing home with uh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah, yep. He's not that old, but you know, that, w- that might be kind of funny in about 15, 20 years for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, I'm watching a cool show right now.
1: What are you watching, Gene?
0: Well, I'm not watching it literally right now, but I am <laughs> in the process of watching the season. You've probably already seen it because I know you and I know how you're like on top of everything. Okay. Um, Jeremy Clarkson's farm.
1: Yeah, I told you about Clarkson's Farm last time we were talking. Yep.
0: Yeah, see, I don't even remember that. See. It's funny. I have a good memory but I don't have a good memory. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. I started watching it last week and man, it's hilarious.
1: I told you it was funny. Yep.
0: It's funny, but it's surprisingly it's
1: informative. Yeah. Yeah,
0: surprisingly very educational. And not in the academic sense. Sometimes in the academic sense, but also in the, in the Yeah, just in the um understanding how farming works
1: and realizing i don't want to do it <laughs> oh, man. i mean the man bought a lamborghini tractor that was just cool
0: that was funny <laughs> So yeah. like, not to spoil it for anybody but he buys the biggest i don't know if they make one size tractor but it's like everybody around him and everybody he knows in the show says it's too big <laughs> and he just he's like if you uh if you watch any of the grand tour stuff you know you know Clarkson and he's just like well it's big of course it's big it's supposed to be big it's, it's lamborghini.
1: lamborghini he says yes yeah it's <laughs> awesome the only thing you can tell that it's a lamborghini is it's got the bull on the front and the lamborghini script on the side otherwise it just looks like a great tractor mm-hmm. you know so it's
0: a, yeah and yeah. well lamborghini started off as a, yep, as a
1: tractor maker yep. yeah
0: tractor maker yeah when, do you know when they converted over to cars was it the 60s 70s
1: uh 50s i think um oh. well it well i'll say he, he had an issue with Enzo. He bought Enzo Ferrari one of his cars. I don't remember which one. Hated the transmission. Imagine that in a, in a Ferrari, which I can see back then. And so he put his tractor transmission into the Ferrari, and said, "Forget uh-huh. you, Enzo." And then started making. And he made the uh, the Mira. The Mira was his first car in the sixties. Mira. The Mira. Yeah. Anyway, there we go.
0: Mira. But anyway, I think it's funny, though, in the show, because his again, these are spoilers. His girlfriend buys like the most sensible tractor you could probably buy, like a little red tractor. <laughs> and, and like uh, well, he bought it
1: for. Her. Yeah, it's a little massive. Well, I'm Ferguson. sure. But, yep.
0: um, I just think it's funny because there's a few times where her tractor ends up being the more sensible choice to use for, <laughs> for a situation. you know?
1: Yeah. A classic like, Massey Ferguson. Yep.
0: There was an episode tonight where I was watching and he was trying to like maneuver his huge Lamborghini through this little gate to get to a water pond, I mean to a little creek. (laughs) It's just like his little, his helper that the 21 year old seems to know like a thousand times more about farming than Jeremy would know in his lifetime.
1: I know. And that guy looks like he'd be in like some, you know, British gaming video game competition. He doesn't even like a farmer. Yeah, I know
0: yeah he's a, he's a character in himself i'm, I'm oh yeah i'm very impressed have you, impressed
1: got, at, have you yeah. gotten to his friend who's like his accent so thick you can barely understand him
0: oh yeah he was like a, in episode two or so oh starting. my
1: gosh i was dying laughing That's there's no like,
0: way you could understand him i'm not sure clarkson understands him
1: i don't think he does either
0: <laughs> i mean it was just you. You started to think you understand a word and you don't you're just kind of no nah, no nah, nah, never mind i don't have it no nope. yep. <laughs> he started i thought i thought he said i but no nope. He just went another direction after he said that.
1: Well, it's just another. It's just another um, example of Jeremy Clarkson and producer Andy Wilman's, you know, genius with with filming and the way they they produce something and write it and because and, you know some of it's obviously scripted, mm-hmm. but um, you know, they, but he gets people around him that will do a good job of embarrassing him, which is what he likes to do. You know, you get, he's got that um, farm yeah. manager guy that's real stoic.
0: Oh yeah, you know,
1: um,
0: you think he calls him Cheerful Charlie or something,
1: right? Exactly, and it's it develops really well. It's it's definitely a good show. I think I think of the offshoot shows that they've done, it's one of the better ones. Um, I like. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, James May has some good shows. I haven't watched the other stuff yet. Our Man in Japan, James Mm -hmm. May. Our Man in Japan. You need to watch that one. That'll have you double over in laughter. Yeah, I'm getting Um, around
0: to watching the other cohorts shows.
1: Yeah. Um, And then Richard Hammond had a show on some other channel called big. And it was about all just big things in the world, like big tools, mm-hmm. big buildings, big, it's just big because he's the, the hamster. He's a small guy. So they made him do a show about big things. But anyway, yeah, it's just brilliant. Andy Wilman knows how to produce just like he did on top gear back in the day. And when they moved to the grand tour, they brought their producer with them. They took him from the BBC as well, which is good. And, uh, yeah
0: Clarkson makes a good um he, he has a great uh host presence
1: yeah he's and, he does
0: and i watched a few of his youtube videos that they were out there like for um offshoot shows that he's done like probably yeah. back in the 90s like yeah. one of them was like a travel show <clears throat> and he mm-hmm. went to like whatever and he did i mean he did a good job I'm, I'm surprised surprised i wouldn't be surprised if he does more narration work in the future like yeah you know Maybe it takes the place of David Attenborough or something, and
1: you know, I, I could see that actually. You know, it's funny we think of David Attenborough as being a real stoic, you yeah. know, just going to talk about nature. Look at that, you know. But I could see Clarkson filling that role definitely but, very well.
0: But Attenborough has a little bit of personality to it, so that's why I think Clarkson could do, you know, well. And I mean, he's he's not as serious as Attenborough, I guess, but.
1: You know. Given the, it would be hard to take him seriously, honestly. Yeah, uh, but
2: <laughs> that's true.
1: I'd be like, he's talking about nature, and I'm dying laughing. Why?
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I could see when they get to the mating parts of the nature shows, he'd be like making jokes all over the place, and we'd just be dying of laughter. But anyway, yeah, it's so, yeah, a fun show.
0: It's, it's a fun show, though. I'm, I, it's, yeah, it's good. I, I honestly, I got to be honest with you, though the, as as funny as he is, I'm not really watching it so much to laugh, but I am just kind of seeing i made this point earlier to my wife that watching it um like you never you always see pictures of farms and you see pictures of farms in england you know picturesque type things it's really good education on how you know how they make it happen like he talks about especially when he talks to his kind of his manager you know cheerful charlie guy that he tells him this is what it takes this is this is how farming is done. You don't see many videos or read many things. that says, Hey, this is actually the way it's done. So I do like that. Yeah, definitely. So Jason, I know that you follow the uh, talk with the now podcast, um, episode by episode fervently and probably listen to it at work. And, uh, and are caught up on all my interviews. My latest one was with my old buddy, Jay Plyburn. Um, I'm sure you've already listened to it, but it was a really good interview. If you want to take a listen, he's, he was my, uh, he was an acting coach that I had when I did that's, some acting.
1: That's lessons. that's the guilt trip folks. That's the, uh, that's the nah.
0: <laughs> no, it's just, um, yeah. Jay came on and, uh, he was, um, he was good. What'd you talk about? We talked about acting. Um, he gave, mm-hmm. um, he's, Jay has become a, um, an anchor in Michigan. And he talked about, uh, getting into the acting business and he's still doing some acting and that kind of thing. So it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yes. talking to him. So anyway, Jason, what, um, I've talked about all I got. What do you got tonight? Or, or should we just end it now? <laughs> yeah, we can't because then
1: we'll have to be going, you know, to, to be the, the silent podcast. Um, or I could
0: do my opinion like this for the next 10 minutes and say, that was our podcast.
1: It's conceptual gene. This whole podcast idea. Um, yeah, nothing really. I mean, Nothing really new.
0: You saw uh, Black Widow. Yeah, I saw
1: Black Widow. It was entertaining. Like I said, um, better than I thought it would be. Um, you know, your typical Marvel. We got to end it with a big event thing. Um, they can't have the big event in the middle of the movie. They have to have it at the end. You know. Um, but you know, I'm not really. I have make no. I don't. I don't hide this at all. I'm not really a comic book movie fan.
0: Now I was you know? about to actually say being not a Marvel fan or even a Marvel yeah. movie fan that much, what was your, you know, basically? Yeah, that's what of? I'm saying. I was
1: entertained. I was entertained. Uh, it was different than normal ones. I think um, a lot more comedy than I expected. Um, you know, it, it harkens to some current event stuff that with everything I, you know, I research on in other ways that I won't talk about right now um, was a little, little disheartening but that they kind of latched on to a current event and changed it which didn't really or something happening right now that anyway
2: yeah
1: without without saying all to do about that it was what happened to young women when, when they're when they're kids and they're sent off basically and it, it that part bothered me mm-hmm. um it was hard to watch just because i've yeah it's just too much but anyway um but other than that, like I said, it was entertaining. It was entertaining in the way that Ant-Man was entertaining and um, the original Iron Man, um, that it was surprisingly entertaining. Um, you know, they allude they allude to the Avengers a little bit here and there, but it's not really an Avengers-type movie, and it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. Um, but it is, obviously, like we told before, it kind of sandwiches, apparently, in the middle of other... Now, I haven't watched all of the others because... You know, like I said, I'm tired of watching the same movie over and over. Um, So apparently, it comes in the middle of the timeline or before something. Anyway, it's one of those one of those offshoot movies, sort of like a solo or a uh, um, whatever the other one was, Rogue One. You know, is for for the Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but like I said, it was entertaining. I say it's worth paying the money to go see. Um, I am a certain movie theater company because they're not paying you, so I'm not going to say it. I am I am a member of their Their frequent watcher club thing um so you know it's 20 bucks for three movies i think yeah it's it's three movies a week if you want to do that i'm like there's not three movies out a week i want to go see but that's what it does it kind of forces you to go see Mm -hmm. movies you wouldn't normally watch but so it pays for itself in a movie and a third (laughs) every month so like i said i wasn't I didn't pay, pay. For, I mean, I had to pay for it, but it wasn't like a normal movie price, but still I would have, it, it would be worth paying for it. It's It's not entertaining. Cause that's all we want entertain and escape into a story. And that's what I did. So I, I think it, it achieved that and was yeah. funny and I, it's definitely worth watching.
0: Well, not to get into this topic of, um, movies that basically lecture you, but I saw a gr- good interview the other day with a guy named, I think his name was Chris Gore. I can't remember, but, um, he, um, He said that one of his problems with the way movies are done nowadays um, is that when he goes there, he wants to be entertained. He's like, entertain me. Don't lecture me. Don't preach to me. Entertain me. I was like, that's a pretty good point for like 90% of the movies out there. Uh, Agreed. Definitely. Entertain me. Help me forget about the rest of the world for two hours. Like I
1: said, other than that issue that they kind of changed and reworked, um, one of the most serious issues going on right now mm-hmm. um other than that but even that was still not i mean it wasn't they weren't saying it was a good thing that it happens they were showing why you know their aspect and their switching of it, it was bad so right. you know whatever i mean it came out of hollywood so i'm not i'm not expecting too much on yeah. the way of truth there um but it uh, other than that I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of the woman thing because all the people they train are women and all that. But other than that, it's still not really... I mean, you could probably you could probably dig and twist and draw a liberal conclusion from it, but I didn't. I just was entertained. And maybe it's because I just expect nothing but left-wing stuff out of Hollywood, so it didn't impress me of any other way with that. Um, you know... I know the whole thing, you know, it's a, it's a female heroine. I get it,
0: but antagonist. Is that the word?
1: Yeah. Um, but at the same time, she always was. Yeah. She's always
0: been a good Marvel character in the, you can't Marvel universe. I mean, and,
1: and the whole concept of a black widow we know is a a woman who seduces men and kills them. So it's, it's that idea. So Did
0: did she seduce any men and kill them in the movie?
1: No. Oh, okay. Um, uh but you know it it was good i mean it was good to see rachel weiss in a movie again um we all remember her first big movie is the mummy um and which is not about an english mother by the way it's actually about a guy you know mummified person uh sorry bad joke <laughs> mummy um but uh, yeah mm, that was rough
0: i don't even have kids people minus three um, points for wordplay bad wordplay
1: yes um But you know, it was good to see her. Um, had the guy I can't remember his name, tall guy from Stranger Things. It was the sheriff that took care of 11 Stranger Things. Tom Cruise,
0: Um, yes, I know him.
1: No, thank god, (laughs) thank god Tom Cruise wasn't in it. I wouldn't Uh, have watched it. Yeah, no,
0: I know who you're talking about. Um, Yeah, the big guy, that
1: big guy, really good. He played a Russian guy, he's a good actor. Yeah, I like him. He's kind of a classic actor, like he looks like a classic, like 70s, 80s type actor. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you could see him on a cop show with a sidekick you know, back in the day. Um, and of course, Scarlett Johansson does a good job. She always does a good job. Um, yeah. it's, it just as an offshoot to plug another movie um, that she is in, Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, that one is great. I have that not one seen of the, it. That's one of those surprising. Now it's tongue in cheek and it's meant to be kind of a dark comedy dealing with the Nazi mm. uh, side of things because his, his imaginary friend is Hitler. (laughs) Um, and he keeps popping up and talking to him, but it is hysterical. And, um, it's, it's so well done. Um, everybody that's in there, Scarlett Johansson plays the mom rebel Wilson's in it. Um, gosh, I can't remember the one guy's name. He's been in a lot of movies. Um, he was in uh, hitchhiker's guide, the galaxy He was in a bunch of other stuff. He played the president of the universe in hitchhiker's guide um anyway there's so sam sam something anyway (laughs) so that's a good movie jojo rabbit to me awesome i would say it's the second best movie of the year it came out in 2019 second best easily Mm -hmm. um entertaining still has a message um the premise of jojo rabbit is he's in the hitler youth um and of course he doesn't realize his mom is hiding a jewish girl in their in their attic or in their their top floor so yeah he has to deal with the jewish girl and become friends with you know it's just it's a really cool cool uh piece on that but it's entertaining enough to where it's not so heavy there are some heavy parts but it's it's they they balance it out very good movie very Mm -hmm. good movie. second best movie of 2019 easily um Mm. And was nominated for Best Picture that year too. Well, we've
0: covered the best movies of 2019.
1: Yep, there were no <laughs> there were no good movies in 2020, so we didn't oh, just boy. we just erased that year cinematically, among other things. Um, Man. there were uh, no good there were no good oppression movies during the year of oppression. Um, but yeah, I think um,
0: I have to I may have to see it when it comes out. I don't think I'll go to the movie theater to see uh, Scarlet or um sorry black widow Black Widow, but i uh
1: no it's good yeah I'll definitely watch it um, i'll watch it when it comes
0: on um
1: so there Prime you go video. there jason's movie review corner right there i'm because le- i'm sitting in the corner
0: i i did That's see i did watch Side chat <laughs> there you go i did watch uh tomorrow world and i was not very tomorrow world war excuse me i was not very impressed with it
1: i watched it too uh after your your review i went ahead and watched it yeah um it had moments where it could have been better i think it was just a little like you said a little slow moving Mm -hmm. i understand why they had to be slow moving in parts um it did have obviously that groundhog day kind of effect um in a way but it didn't repeat like the other one that one that the aforementioned scientologist was in um Mm -hmm. you know the one where he just kept going back and back and back and it was just like oh my god shoot me now um yeah but you know it it I thought, I think it was, it was okay. That's the word I can say for it. Okay. I,
2: think, I was inter- yeah. I was
1: entertained, you know, I mean, I, you know, I think, oh God, I can't remember his name now. What's Chris his name? Pratt. I think Chris Pratt is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's a good actor, honestly. Um, but I think that one was a paycheck. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if that makes sense. Netflix was given a paycheck out and he said, yeah, I'll take one.
0: Well, oh. I, I wanted to like it. I like Chris Pratt a lot as an actor. Yeah. Um yeah. and parts of it were good. The guy that plays the farmers commercials that was in it, the older guy. J.K. Um, Simmons. Yeah, yeah, J.K. Simmons. Um, it, I thought his role was great. It was only but it was only like eight percent of the movie. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um he, he always plays a good character anyway, but um it just like to me it was disjointed and I mean I won't get all into it, but it was just kind of like Yeah, I, it, I agree. It, with it you. seemed like um a lot of the old it was like if if there was a, a bunch of tricks you could pull out of a closet to put into a movie, they put it in it, to me.
1: Right. And the whole idea that they didn't, you know, she his his but, daughter in the movie when she's you know older remembers all this stuff about him. And we we saw none of that. It was just kind of like there was not even a, an illusion back to the fact that, that mm-hmm. all that happened. It was just the strangest like, OK, you're just going to throw this plot in here. So now we've got now we have an angst between him and his daughter. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it would have been better had she not seen him since she left. You know, it, it would have been better that way. And the, the girl that played his wife, I'm glad to see her in another. another. She was in uh, Glow on Netflix, too. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh, mm-hmm. thing about that, about that gorgeous ladies of wrestling thing from the 80s that happened. Um, so it was good to see her in, a, in another film. I think she's a good actress. Um, and I mean, and the girl that plays his older daughter seems to be like a really well trained like almost theater actress to me um from her presence there but yeah other than that it was just you know another excuse for crazy effects and netflix to say hey we're gonna show off our budget basically
0: it was a prime video i mean well it's or did Netflix? I don't think Netflix produced it. I don't think um, they like to cross. I don't think excuse, they like to. Excuse
1: me, I uh, I want to retract. <laughs> I want to retract my final statement. I watched too many things online, and I don't know which app I watched them on. <laughs> um So yes, Prime Video. So it was another. Well, there you go. It was a. Okay, so it was Amazon's excuse. I mean, I will. Look at I'll budget.
0: say that I thought that it had good parts, and you know, yeah, some agree. of the some of it was good, but I sort of felt like I was watching three different movies or something, and. Was, i'm with
1: you i'm with you it just was disconnected yeah
0: and the aliens yeah. themselves and not that i'm a, not that i'm a big alien movie nerd kind of person yeah but
1: that, that was cheap
0: it was just sort of really another you know aliens that um that run a 100 miles an hour can swim 100 miles and you fly. know all they wanted all they uh, fly and all they want to do is just take over the world and Drain it of its resources. I mean, is that is that the only alien pot yeah, there Yeah, you know? I'm
1: like, you know, what about the aliens that you know that live among us, Gene, in real life? Aren't they ever going to do a documentary on that? <laughs> oh wait, sorry, sorry. That, well, that's <laughs> actually why
0: I always liked um, Men in Black because I thought it was cheeky and it was. Yeah, it was you know.
1: great. It was. A, it was a. You know, uh, that was a. I mean, you know, that was meant to be a comedy. That the way they did it was brilliant. You know, they didn't need mm-hmm. you know two sequels or how three sequels or how many were the, they just needed the one. But, yeah. Um, I agree with you in this movie, the aliens, it was like an afterthought to me. You know, they're like, they filmed everything. They're like, oh crap. We got to make aliens, you know, put them in here. And they were just the, the silly yeah. scorpion looking, you know, it's like they're running out of ideas on that. Um,
0: and it's one of those things. I don't, I really honestly don't like to criticize too much just because I know how hard it is to make a good movie. I, I do too, how, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we know how hard it is to make a good movie. We know how hard it is to act and to bring everything together and then they go to post-production for forever in a day trying to make it work and then Although, they finally, you know, whatever.
1: Well, and I guess that's where you see the shortcuts that are made sometimes. Um, mm-hmm.
0: so, so I don't want to just say, you know, I don't want to poo-poo the whole movie too bad because I just, I mean, I I, I didn't, I, I'll say that I didn't really like it that much but mm-hmm. it, I like to do things with a grain of salt yeah, I agree. say that, you know, I wouldn't give it a zero out of five. You know, <laughs> you it's know?
1: funny. You know, it's funny. I watched it simply because I figured we'd talk about it on here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Because I saw your review online and I was like, mm, I got to watch that one to see how bad it is. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> it just left me with my head scratching. And then I was kind of like, well, yeah, I just uh, I don't know if I'll watch it again, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't really watched a movie like that in a while. I mean, well, it's kind of it, yeah.
1: it's kind of along the lines of that Gerard Butler film Greenland. Mm -hmm. um you know it's another post-apocalyptic or during the apocalypse time movie stressful you know are we gonna make it are we gonna get out of here are we gonna do that you know movie and i'm like uh you know it's filmed here so and they didn't really hide it they're from atlanta in the movie so that's kind of why i watched it because i was like oh okay this is kind of fun i can watch you know this thing filmed Mm -hmm. here filmed here and actually set here um you know, because he had to get on a military flight in Warner Robbins, Georgia. I was like, hey, hey, that's one of the few times you ever see Warner Robbins mentioned in a movie. Um, and that's about it. There ain't much to mention. Um, but, you know, I watched that and it was, it was okay. But then it's like, you can tell where they make shortcuts to where we got to end this up or we got to wrap it up. We got to give, you know, put this ending on here. And it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get a movie like, say, as frustrating as it was to watch the original Cloverfield like we don't really know what happened you know and that that was refreshing you know i'm not a huge fan of the movie but it was refreshing to not know what happened kind of like a blur witch type thing where you're like what wait what you know they're done that's over wait i'm, I'm left hanging but that's a good movie you know
0: yeah uh, I, I can deal with a movie that's done well um you know yeah. like for instance i wouldn't watch i am legend again just because i mean maybe but but yeah. I mean, I watched it one time in the theater and I was like, that was pretty intense. It was, it was definitely entertaining. I mean, they, they hit all their marks, you know,
1: <laughs> you should watch the, watch the alternate endings to that one because they actually make more sense. Ah. Um, and, you know, I watched the original, the Omega man with Charlton Heston, that old movie, which is, was based on the same huh. book, same book. You should Didn't watch know. it sometime. It's uh, it's interesting. Didn't because know the, the whole idea of I am legend, the whole idea that, the title didn't make sense with the Will Smith movie because at the end of the book, I listened to the audio book as well. And at the end of the book, basically he, he discovers that everybody is like those creatures. So everybody's the, whatever they are, they're Hmm. not really zombies, but they're, and then there are some that are higher functioning, you know, that disguise themselves with makeup and they put him in prison. And it, the end statement is, I guess I am legend, as in I'm the last human, you know, uh-huh. the last true human. So I guess they figured that wouldn't be a good ending to the movie. But mm-hmm. watch the Charlton Heston one. It's obviously a, you know, a 60s movie. But, you know, I I thought it was an interesting twist on it. I thought it was. So I go back after that and watch the other one. Like, if I am legend is on, I don't really watch it. It was just kind of like, eh. yeah, like if it's on one of the movie channels or something, I am like, no
0: well another movie that i mentioned to my friend matt was mm-hmm. um that was similar vein to um tomorrow war was gosh maybe eight years ago or so there was there was sort of a trend of these kind of alien type yeah. shoot 'em up movies and uh battleship i told him was a really good one to I watch that that's in that vein that was very yeah. entertaining and he watched it he's like yep that was a very entertaining movie
1: i based on i mean it was a it was a movie based on a board game you know mm-hmm. and i was trying to figure out where they're going to pull the old board game in and they did it with the grids and the little and did you notice the bombs that hit the ships were like the little tabs you used to put into the board i was like oh that's uh, funny yeah. that's a funny little trick that they're the little tabs that you put in the board on there you know it was a um, yeah i thought it was well done it was well cast mm-hmm. you know i know those actors you know, I couldn't really tell you a lot of their names I mean obviously Rihanna was in it she did a great job she's a, she's a really good actress mm-hmm. um, and then there's you know the other captain of the ship Stonehopper and then uh, the other guy they just call hopper that's his brother I've seen him in other things and he's always kind of plays that you know kind of rogue maverick type character and um, I mean heck even Brooklyn Decker who played the the female and it did a good job for what she needed to be which was a pretty face that
0: You remember a lot impressive. about that movie. I haven't seen it in 8 years.
1: It's always on movie channels so I'm like, oh, I'll watch Battleship. It's entertaining, had a great soundtrack. Um and it,
0: well the other one was Battle of Los Angeles. No, they came out there in that time. And I remember thinking it was it wasn't as good, but I just remember thinking, yeah, well, you know, it was I mean, it was fairly entertaining. Of course I haven't watched it again in like 9 years, but you know. Yeah but you weren't a fan.
1: I got about five minutes into it and changed the channel. Um, Okay. But that's just because it was like, Oh, it's another one of these. Um,
0: Yeah. But anyways, that's also,
1: then there's district nine. Talk about depressing
0: district nine. Wow. That was a, that
1: was depressing.
0: Well, again, it goes back to some movies, parts of that movie. I remember watching it thinking this is pretty cool. They're doing some cool things. And then other parts of it, you're just like, wow. Like, I don't need,
1: I don't need your agenda guys. You know, I get what you're doing, but I don't need your agenda.
0: Um, Well, that and just uh, I don't. I'm not into the grotesque violence thing. That's just me. I'm not into um, you know violence.
1: Violence in real life normally is grotesque. I'm just saying.
0: Well, that's true, but I don't necessarily see need to see it in slow motion. Yeah, (laughs) or stare stare straight at it.
1: Well, like take friends since the first 35 or so minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that was intense. That was pretty grotesque, but. That also was meant to show you, hey, this was a pretty intense, grotesque thing that right. happened in real life. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a, there's a time and a place for it, and sometimes you know it's just put in there for shock factor.
0: Right, the shock factor, I guess, is a thing. Like yeah. one of the things that I like about older movies, say for instance Lawrence of Arabia, is that there's plenty of violence in that movie, but it's not the concentration.
1: So it's artistic violence.
0: Yeah, I can, you know. You you know the violence is happening, but it doesn't need to be the center of attention to me. So yeah, it's
1: very true. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, That's kind of how epics. I look at. It.
0: That's just my own personal. Philosophy.
1: No, 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 I I so. see the value in that because to me there's something to be said for artistic violence like that where it's wide angle and it's you know you see the armies battling, but you're not going to see somebody's head get chopped off or somebody you know get speared through the chest. You know it's not going to be that. It's going to be mm-hmm. you know you know that there was a battle and then mm-hmm. you see people dead but you don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to see how they die.
0: Right. Well, it's, like, I mean, it can be yeah. like reading a book about world war II. I mean, you know, do you want all the gory details or do you want to just know what happened kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, well, Jason, I think that we can wrap it up. Um,
1: I'll, uh, on that topic though.
0: Mm. I
1: can't think of oh, the revenant. Holy cow. Did you ever watch The
0: Revenant? Don't want to look too violent for me,
1: dear lord. I mean, the first scene they're getting attacked and arrows shooting, and it's like,
0: Whoa! Yeah. But
1: it, it was meant to make you, if that movie was meant to make you exhausted when you're done. I was, I, wanted, I had to go take a nap, literally. <laughs> I went and took a nap. I mean, he gets attacked by a freaking bear and mm-hmm. lives. They bury him and he crawls out of it, you know. I mean, it's like, Hello, like, uh, I'm like, This movie is the most tiring movie i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of movies but yeah it was it was definitely good i mean it it won you know the academy award and i'm like yep good i think it deserved it um yeah somebody need to get an award for that movie good grief um it's like lewis lewis and clark with violence you mm -hmm. know (laughs) that's that's the only way i can describe it like they're going west they got guides they're going down a river and i'm thinking okay where's you know sacagawea where you know what what's going on and no they're just basically trying to stay alive so i think
0: that's the cool thing about art though in a lot of ways is that um it's okay for people to have to like some people look at the reverend like i yeah. said and and they think that's what a movie should be i look at it and i'm like that's not really how i would want to do a movie and, right. and people would yeah. criticize me for saying that i don't like grotesque movies i don't like movies that are extremely violent I, if i do a movie that's about violence i'm not going to show the extreme grotesque no stuff there's no it. reason
1: to, i don't think there's a reason to honestly right
0: but some people think they like that they they think that's how it should be you know but i think that that like i said that's what is kind of cool about artistic expression is that you know you should be able to agree to disagree on like for instance i read a while back that um walt disney during his lifetime was criticized a lot about how his you know his movies and his shows and stuff were just basically all kind of you know Laughy, ha ha, sweet, you know, I guess, puffy, if you will, or whatever. And he's kind of like, well, that's, that's who I am. That's what I like making. That's, that's where, that's what I yeah. am about. I like making things with happy endings and things with, you know, right. I, I like making the Alice in Wonderland and the, uh, you know, Sleeping Beauty type movies. He's <laughs> like, I'm well, not yeah. interested in making, you know, um, the other thing, let, let the other guys do that if they want to. That's what I want to do. And to me, yeah, that's, what i like about the freedom of it
1: it's funny because after he died you know one of the most shocking i think films that they did was the black hole people forget about the movie the black hole mm. that was a disney movie <laughs> you go I back and watch it one. oh yeah you had the oh, what's the robot maximilian up anyway i remember i had the little toy robot from it um the good one and mm-hmm. it was you know they go into a black hole and it's like well, what would happen in a black hole and it's 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 violent and it's just like whoo this is a disney movie <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um interesting uh well done though well done especially for its time frame i mean you know not didn't, didn't have the budget they do now but they still had a decent budget and you know it, it was along the lines of like a you know like a uh, what's it called uh, event horizon type feel where it's like a, a dark space movie hmm. um and i you know you look at that and you go okay that was only made after disney had died you know because he would not walt would not have done that um not that walt was ever a perfect person don't, don't uh, get no, me of course wrong. Not. nobody is he was definitely far from it um but you know then you go back and you watch something like saving mr banks for instance. Disney writing, Disney doing a movie about Disney. Um, But one of the best films out of Disney I've seen in a long time.
0: Mm -hmm. I liked it.
1: I was in tears at the end of it. I don't mind admitting that on here. It had me in tears. Hmm, Um, Just because of the, you know, I mean, it was this woman's journey, you know, and for her to see how the character was redeemed and the character that was meant to be written as her father was written about her father and her, how messed up her father's life was how much of a drunk he was and to see him be redeemed through the movie. Yeah. I lost it. I was like, Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm waterworks. I'm I'm in tears. Jason in tears. Oh yeah. I I cry all the time. I don't care.
0: it. Sappy moment. Yeah, you know what? I will admit it. My sappy, my last movie sappy moment was watching, um, um, Finding Neverland. That that movie got me a little sappy watching it in the theater. It's been a while for me. I don't know if you ever watched that one.
1: I did, but it's, it's been a while. Um, yeah, it, it's
0: kind of a sappy movie. And but you know what movies to this day I cannot watch without getting sappy or even crying. It shouldn't list, but
1: you know. Oh yeah, well that one you should cry, and at, yeah. at the I'm end it's sure.
0: just hard not to.
1: You're not human if you don't cry at that movie. Um, there's, there's an example of a movie I only needed to see once. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, not a movie I needed to see over and over. Thought the movie was well done. Just once. It's all I needed to see. The um, ending
0: is really, really good.
1: I, did, I thought so as well. Um,
0: the, the, like, the last 15 minutes or so of the movie is really good. Yep.
1: It's been a while, but yeah, I, I definitely I agree with you. Life is Beautiful is another one kind of based on the same kind of concept. Um. Yeah, I think I think there's a it's no shame in crying, Gene, in a movie. That's what yeah. art does to us. Art gets in our head and messes it's with a, us.
0: This is a comedy. Or
1: hey, I cried at Father the Bride. I don't mind admitting it. When, <laughs> when she called him from Never the airport, mind. when she called him from the airport, and he didn't have a chance to say goodbye to her when she left on, for her honeymoon, I'm like, that's his daughter. I'm just, blah. you know, and uh, you know, I, See, I, I, don't lost hear, it. I don't
0: even. I've seen that one movie one time. I don't even remember it.
1: I saw it repeatedly, but it's just because I'm a huge Steve Martin fan, and I love his 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 role as a father. To me, is is some of his best work. You know that you know, Cheaper by the Dozen, all those you know those movies. Um, are just you know he makes he makes a father seem you know it's not the jerk you know it's not one of those movies, but it's still his comedy like packaged up in a father character, which is it works really well.
0: He does a master's class on comedy now. He does, yeah.
1: yeah. Um yeah, he also could do a master class on the banjo. Um I like this oh, yeah. he's he worked recently with Edie Brickell, and it's just brilliant stuff. I'm like, wow, this is
0: really good. Um yeah. It could be like us, two wild and crazy
1: guys. That's all right. Are we a wild and that... crazy guys? Or it could be three amigos, you know. Oh, why don't my... they why don't they reboot that movie?
0: <laughs> two wild yeah. and crazy guys. If that wasn't already taken, I'd I i would plagiarize it but it's like like
1: yeah the the three amigos man that would be one like if they rebooted it it definitely would not do well
0: uh, no well it's like you can't really reboot fletch without uh oh, yeah. region, you know chevy yeah
1: i mean but, chevy and chevy chase couldn't do um I, mean, I don't think he would do it again and neither would martin short but right. i mean steve martin probably would but even there they're you know they're just not it's not the same kind of audience these days where that kind of comedy could go over well i don't think
0: well, well jason i think we went all over the map tonight and uh yep, we
1: are <laughs> we, the map the map the we, map the map we anyway. covered
0: a lot of things anyways well we're going to close it out thanks for joining me again jason tonight and uh maybe we'll do it again who knows we, we might shut the doors after this <laughs> gene, just never, likes,
1: gene just likes to keep them guessing one
0: never knows yeah. i mean <laughs> I, I see the uh, stats out there i see i see the analytics. We have um, we have a fuse of people watching. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on Talk of the Now. And uh, see you later, Jason. Yep.